Good morning and welcome to the internet's only live daily housing show exclusively here on BAM. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss the Fed's meeting minutes, a decrease in mortgage applications, and jobless claims or job increases. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. I'm Byron Lazine and the hot sheet starts now. Welcome back here on the live stream. Let me know in the live chat where you are tuning in from, uh, which market you've got. We have a whole bunch to get into, and we're going to start with the FOMC minutes. This is from the uh, June 13th and 14th meeting where they decided to skip raising the federal interest rate. Um, you know, so they're putting out indications that they're going to go ahead in July 25th and 26th meeting raise that federal overnight rate. Uh, obviously, a lot can happen between now and then. We've got about 20 days before the FOMC meets again. We will see what happens. The market is pricing in uh, with certainty that they will go ahead and raise that rate when they meet here towards the end of the month. But what did the minutes say? And specifically, what did the minutes say about real estate? Before we get to real estate, they did say there was some members of the 12 a person committee that wanted to go ahead and raise the federal interest rate in June. They didn't want to do a skip. They wanted to go ahead and jack that thing up uh, the last time they met. They wanted to continue the rate hikes. Okay. Obviously, that didn't happen. And again, investors are pricing an 87% chance that they will raise here at the end of July. Now, let's go to what they said specifically about real estate. I'll read from the minutes. Uh, regarding the business sector, various participants said that reports from their contacts were mixed with some their contacts. I wonder who their contacts are here, the FOMC members, uh, with some pointing to softening economic conditions and others indicating greater than expected strength. Many participants noted the, the developments in the banking sector appeared to have had only a modest effect so far on credit availability for firms. Some participants remarked that the effect of high interest rates on the housing sector appeared to be bottoming out with home sales, builder sentiment, and new construction all having improved since the start of the year. That would be true, but the one part there I'm going to disagree with, and that's just based on the last seven days. I know the FOMC meeting minutes are from June 13th and June 14th, but the last seven days, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate I don't know if I would consider that a bottoming out. Now we're sitting back up over seven. We breached seven last year, but for a short period of time. Remember last year, uh, the high was 7.37. Based off of what the 10-year did yesterday, we could get close to that again. Okay, so uh, the 30-year fixed is on its way up right now. Just based on, on where the 10-year uh, finished the day yesterday, this is crazy, okay? Uh, the, the, the spread on the base off of the spread from, from the last week here, the 30 year fix could be at 7.19. So you're less than a quarter point off of the high of last year. If potentially that's where it goes today, we'll see. And we'll take a look at the 10 year here before we sign off. Okay. Uh, more from the fed. Okay. Uh, feds, Lori Logan, the president of Dallas fed, she has a speech today going on overseas. And uh, here's one of the big quotes from that. 
a housing rebound could cause upside risk to inflation. Jim Cramer this morning on CNBC uh, said the Fed is playing for time. Uh, ho he hopes that Pulte and Toll Brothers will build more because housing is where the inflation is. Let me know in the live chat if you agree that housing is where the majority of inflation is today uh, in this country. It costs 40% more to buy a house than it did in 2019, says Kramer. He has to bring down, he meaning Jerome Powell, he has to bring that down if he's going to be a good Fed chairman. So Jim Cramer is saying the, the, the FOMC must do something about what he's calling you know, a housing inflation problem, okay? Obviously, we know that housing went into a recession last year. We talked about this on yesterday's stream a little bit. Uh, is the housing recession over? That's been de debated a little bit. There's a, you know, I had um, George Ratu, chief, former chief economist of Realtor.com, current KCM chief economist on Knowledge Brokers podcast. He believes that the housing recession is over. The indication of Case Schiller going month over month price increases and builder sentiment going up and building, you know, builder starts going up. All these would be indicators that, okay, yes, the housing recession is over. There was that piece in fortune yesterday that I mentioned where Ali Wolf uh, is questioning whether we're going to have a double dip housing recession, but Jim Cramer, CNBC doesn't see that. He actually sees housing as being very robust and housing being where the inflation is. Okay. So more from uh, Fed's Lori Logan. Let's go over to some more of her comments this morning. Okay, as these minutes came out, uh, Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas President Lori Logan said Thursday uh, this morning that there was a case for a rate rise at the June policy meetings. And this was uh, noted in those minutes and comments that affirmed her view that more rate increases will be needed to cool off a still strong economy. We've got some jobs information that shows how strong this economy is right now that I'll get to in just a few minutes. It would, uh, would have been entirely appropriate to raise the federal funds target rate at the FOMC meeting in June, consistent with the data we had seen in recent months in the Fed's dual mandate goals, a challenging and uncertain environment. Uh, it can make sense to skip a meeting and move more gradually. Uh, that's ultimately what they did. I'm very concerned whether inflation will return to target in a sustainable and timely way. The continuing outlook for above target inflation and a stronger than expected labor market calls for more restrictive monetary policy. Uh, this stronger than expected labor market is a lot stronger than expected. And you know what? We'll get to this in a minute. But what tools does the Fed have to bring inflation down if the labor market and the general economy? Remember, we saw that GDP read come in at two percent, a revision for quarter one up from one point three. So if the economy and the labor market continue to just barrel along of all the G7 um, economies, America has the lowest inflation. So we're continuing to defy all odds in these high inflationary times, these high inflationary times, of course, according to the Fed. I would argue that our inflation is lower. I've argued made that case many times here uh, because I think th they're overstating the rental inflation. We had a chart yesterday. You can go to BAMX, get all of our charts, all of our daily downloads, from this show, uh, all in one place on BAMX. Just there's a link below. Just go go ahead and, and uh, sign up. You get all of our courses and live streams, and our private group along with that. 
but I had a chart yesterday that showed exactly what I'm talking about when I, and I'll, let me just bring it up real quick. Um, when I look at rent costs and how the, how the fed is looking at those. Okay. So, uh, here it is the purple and, and red line, the owner's equivalent of rent residences and the rent of primary residences still showing basically going up and starting to flatten out. That's what the fed looks like at. They don't look at real time data like core logic, like Zillow observed rent index or apartment list national all showing rents are plummeting. So if they took that into consideration, uh, my case would be that inflation would be much lower than what the, uh, what the fear is out there, what the fed is uh, saying, listen, the economy, it, it doesn't seem too worried about uh, this inflation. The economy seems to be doing just fine with where we're at right now. Um, she led this going back to Lori Logan. She did lead her speech very direct though. Um, and, and here's the, the direct quote from her. She gets right to the point. I remain very concerned about whether inflation will return to target in a sustainable and timely way. I think more restrictive monetary policy will be needed to achieve the fed's inflation objectives. So she's, she's on the side of the committee that wants to come out and raise the federal interest rate once again. She wants to continue to make it harder uh, on the economy. And this is this is historically, if you follow what the Fed has done in these situations, this is historically what they will do. They will go out and overdo it on fighting inflation. They'll, they'll overdo it on increasing the, the interest rate to the point where they'll just break the job market and push the economy into recession. That's what they've done every single time uh, they, they've been faced with this situation. Uh, and then they have to play catch up and start cutting the rate, cutting the rate. Okay. It's, it's, they had to play catch up and in raising the interest rate because they printed too much money uh, when they had the excuse to get the money printing machine out. We printed an extra $2.3 trillion uh, when the you know what was already over. So, you know, they, they play catch up one way and then they and then they go the other way. Morgan Stanley says a surprising increase in the sale of new homes doesn't mean that the overall demand for housing is on the rise. OK, a surprising increase in the sale of new homes doesn't mean that the overall demand for housing is on the rise. We've seen new homes increase. I would agree with Morgan Stanley. Let me know in the live chat if you agree that a surprise increase of the sale of new homes does not mean that overall demand for housing is on the rise. I'd absolutely agree. And our update here from Mortgage Banker Association today would agree with that. Mortgage applications decreased 4.4% from one week earlier, according to the data at Mortgage Banker Association. So mortgage applications are dropping, but new home, new construction sales are increasing. And I agree with Morgan Stanley that this doesn't mean that overall demand is increasing because, because new home construction is completely overpriced. It's $550,000 for the average uh, new construction home across America. It's $450,000 median price for new home. So of course, overall housing demand, buyer demand is not going to be reflective of new home construction sales. Because most buyers in America today can't afford new homes. Most home shoppers, most, most of the demand, especially mortgage application demand, isn't looking at $550,000 homes. And they're looking at, you know, their Z app or their RDC app or, you know, their local broker app 
or the MLS drip that they're on. And they're just saying there's two homes in the area that I'm looking on, you know, available for, for market. And one of them you can't even buy with a mortgage because right. That's where we are at with inventory. Uh, buyers are, are dropping off in my opinion on the mortgage applications because of the seasonality recognize that we're in July and mortgage applications typically, typically will decrease this time of year. So one seasonality and two people are quitting on the buy side. There's just, there's no incentive for them to apply for a mortgage when they're looking at the available inventory and there's nothing there. You know, would you go, if every single car lot was empty, would you go and apply for a car loan? Okay. If you were going to the car, if you went to the dealership, and there was no cars there. And he said, hey, I got no cars, but I can get you a car loan in case one shows up in the future. Would you get the car loan or would you wait for the cars to show up, right? That's the mentality, I think, with buyers right now. And that's why we're seeing a 4.4% decrease from one week earlier. Uh, the refinance index decreased 4% from the previous week as well. It's 30% lower than the same week one year ago. Um, the seasonally adjusted purchase index decreased 5% from one week earlier. The unadjusted purchase index increased 6% with the previous week and was 22% lower than the same week one year ago. Here's the quote from Mortgage Banker Association. Mortgage applications fell to their lowest level in a month last week as rates for most loan uh, types increased. Uh, as mortgage treasury spreads remain wide, that spread between the 10-year and, and the 30-year, the 30-year fix uh, increased to 6.85, the highest rate since the end of May. Of course, we know it's now over seven, according to Mortgage News Daily's survey. This is Joel Kahn, Mortgage Bankers Ocean, uh, Vice President and Deputy Chief Economist. Purchase applications decreased for the first time in a month as homebuyers remain sensitive to these rate changes. Rates are still over a percentage higher than a year ago, and housing affordability is still a challenge in many parts of the country. However, the average loan size for a purchase application declined to 423,500 that would still be below so that 423,500 still be below the average price point of new construction by a lot 550,000 on the average this lowest level since uh January 2023 on the purchase application size that $423,000 number was likely driven uh by reduced purchase activity in some high price markets and more activity in some of the lower price markets okay so uh, i agree with morgan morgan stanley uh that increase in new construction home sales does not mean in, an increase in housing demand or buyer demand or more buyers coming to the market. Most of the buyers can't do anything with this market uh, because they don't have anything to buy. They don't have anything to buy, but they have plenty of money to spend. U.S. companies added nearly half a million jobs, the most in over a year. Okay, so the ADP reports on payroll show broad increase in hiring in June. Initial jobless claims edged higher than last week, but remain low. U.S. companies added almost half a million jobs. That number was 497,000 last month. Okay, the expectation, the estimate was 220,000. So we added 497,000 jobs versus an estimate of 220,000. Remember, the Fed wants things to come in on estimate or below. The Fed was rooting for 220,000 or under, and we got 497,000. Crazy number that the job market doesn't care 
about the increases of, from the Federal Reserve, doesn't care about the fears of recession that are looming and have been looming for 18 to 24 months. The job gains were relatively broad-based, including advances in construction, trade, and transportation, and other service industries with leisure and hospitality adding the most since September 2021. Take a look here at the uh, June payroll chart. Uh, leisure and hospitality, 232,000. So people... Uh, Companies are are getting ready, I would assume, for an increase in travel and um, leisure and hospitality this time of year would make sense. Construction, 97,000. Trade, transportation, utilities, 90,000. Education and health services, 74. Natural resources and mining, 69. Professional business services had a decline in 5,000. Financial activities, 16,000 decrease. Information, SIT, 30,000. And manufacturing, 42,000 in the negatives. Uh, and so that, that chart will be down for you in, in the BAMX daily download if you're interested in that, okay? Uh, every region but the South added jobs. Employment gains were concentrated in firms with fewer than 250 employees. Wage growth, meanwhile, decelerated. That's actually good, okay? That wage growth decelerated despite adding this many jobs. The Fed certainly doesn't want to see wage growth take off again uh, that would correlate to an increase in future inflation. Workers who stayed in their jobs experienced a 6.4% increase in June from a year ago. For those who changed jobs, median rise in annual pay was 11.2%. Both rose at the slowest pace since 2021. Consumer-facing service activities, our industries had a strong June aligning, uh, pushed job creation higher than expected. Treasury yields did go up big yesterday. Um, and into this morning based on this news. Let's take a look right now at where the 10-year sits. We're now up to 4.031. I mean, if we just look at the the one-day increase, this is significant uh, here on the Wall Street Journal chart following the 10-year. Again, this would mean, based on the spread here the last week, this would mean that today's 30-year fixed mortgage rate is going to come in around seven two. We're going to be pretty close to seven and a quarter potentially today, based on if the 10 year sticks where it is today. We're up over four percent for the first time uh, in months. Yesterday, we did see uh, a spike again on the 30 year fixed up to 7.08. A previous day, Monday's read was 7.03 could be up over 7.2. Remember, the high last year was 7.37. So don't expect mortgage applications to go up. Don't expect this summer uh, to bring a robust you know, seller to the market, uh, You know, an, a, an increase in inventory because of these rates. We're going to start to get back into a Cold War situation, a locked-up market, a golden handcuff of sorts, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's going to be where buyers and sellers are, are too confused because the 30-year fixed is too high. What's not confusing, and I dropped it down below today in the daily download, is what Jim Cramer said going back to his uh, comments today on CNBC. What's not confusing is that if you own real estate, you're up big 
in the last couple of years. You're up over 40% in the last two years. Jim Kramer said it costs 40% more to buy a house than it did in 2019. Now, his argument is Jerome Powell has, has to fix that um, and reduce that, right? But the fact is everybody that didn't listen to YouTube channels like Reventure in 2020, which was giving out crap advice, and listened to their local agent who knew the market, who knew what was going on, uh, went out there and bought a house, they're up 40%. And those that listened in the 2010s, they're up over 40% in that decade alone. In the 2000s, even with the great financial crisis, they're up over almost 50% in that decade alone. And the 1990s, up over 30%. This chart will be down below, by the way, in the daily download. You can grab that today. If you're a BAMX member, if you're not a BAMX member, just go down Hit the link and, and become a BAMX member. We've got a, we've got the best courses in real estate, by the way. We, we've got live streams every single month, and we have the best private Facebook group uh, in real estate. Legacy real estate media companies charge you an infinity amount of more money than we're charging for BAMX. It's, it's ridiculous how we're undercutting the market. And then, oh, by the way, providing way more value where we actually show you how to become a better agent, how to become a better marketer. We're not just regurgitating panels and posting them and charging you for them at the same conference that you already attended. Okay. BAM believes that legacy media has been overcharging agents for decades. It's why we started BAMX. All of the daily downloads from this show uh, are in BAMX, so you can go and grab those today if you're a member. Just remember when you're talking to consumers, the value of owning real estate right now, especially for those that are at 2 3 4% interest rates, they're printing money. The value on the appreciation is undeniable. It's why I'm, I'm always promoting this decade chart here from uh, Fortune, because any buyer that's like, I don't know, am I buying at the peak? Ooh, any decade you buy, you're buying in a situation where you can realize 30, 40 plus percent gains. So do you want to get into that game or not? Yes. Buyer demand is down because the Fed is has got an interest rate up over 7% on the 30-year fixed with what they're doing to the to the national rate. Uh, of course, demand's down. The minute it goes to five, the thing is going to take off again, and they know housing will take off again. So expect 7% uh, rates for the foreseeable future. Expect inventory to be really low for the foreseeable future. We know as professionals that that means prices are going to remain high, but transactions will remain subdued. And that just means you've got to add more value. You've got to be the knowledge broker um, if you're an agent and, and you've got to give them that macro micro breakdown to, so that they can feel comfortable moving forward. I hope everybody has a great Thursday. We've got uh, I think a little bit more on jobs tomorrow. So we'll continue to watch. We'll look at what, you know, some of the reactions, uh, the market reactions are to uh, Lori Logan's comments today. It'll be interesting to see what the market does. We'll uh, cover all of that tomorrow. The Dow, by the way, right now down <clears throat> over 300 points, S&P down, NASDAQ down. So, so far, uh, pretty, the, the, the investors, the markets are, um, being cautious with a uh, with this jobs data and uh, fear of more Fed tightening. All right, we'll be back here. We'll be back here tomorrow. We do have a walkthrough going up today here on the channel, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Till then, toodaloo.